The author Martin Popoff will be the guest on this episode of the Goldmine Podcast. This is editor Pat Prince, and for those of you who are not familiar with Mr. Popoff, Martin Popoff's been a goldmine contributor for years, and he's an author of over 100 books and e-books. He's interviewed thousands of musicians, not to mention he has his own podcast on Pantheon titled History and Five Songs. You should check that out. And most of Martin's writings over the years have been centered around heavy metal and hard rock genre. But of course, he's written about other music artists outside that realm. And this episode, we'll be talking about his latest book called Satisfaction, 10 Albums That Changed My Life. And if the 10 albums part sounds familiar for those goldmine readers listening, it's because his new book is based on the popular goldmine column, 10 Albums That Changed My Life, where music artists of all genres are asked to the question, what are the 10 albums that changed your life and why? And they respond in interesting fashion. Martin took some of the lists from our archives and updated their bios, of course, and then interviewed artists on his own. And the outcome is a great reference book for any music lover. Martin will go over in detail about this interesting book after this message. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine, the music collector's magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Hey, Martin, thanks for coming on the podcast. And you got a new book out, Satisfaction, 10 Albums That Changed My Life, a paperback by Crosby. So how are you doing? Pretty good. Um, it's it's cool to see this out. It's uh, it's obviously not my you know it's more a book for a general audience, so it's right. not my usual hard rock heavy metal audience. But no, I, I love seeing it. It's uh, it's a penguin book, which is kind of cool, and um, it's beautifully laid out. Um, but yeah, it's just a big general book of asking all these uh, you know these these rock performers and rock stars, I suppose in many cases, um, that question: What are the ten albums that changed my life? So we've got we've got a little intro for each one and then and then we get their answers and and why those changed their life so it was it was definitely a lot of fun as a project well for for those who don't know first of all you've been a contributor to goldmine for decades and uh crazy used to be the publishing the book publishing and uh, of goldmine now that was sold to random house penguin um and you basically you, this was a this is a gold mine column and it has been for over 10 years it's a standard column our readers love it so you took some lists from the archive you added your own intros it was a perfect match really you i mean you being a gold mine contributor for so long and then you you spiced up everyone and we printed it and it's got more than 100 musicians in here to describe the 10 albums that changed their lives i mean that's it it was a hard i mean it was a big task but uh you know you're good at researching and you pulled it off well yeah thanks yeah so so yeah to reiterate as you explained i mean i i've always loved that column in um in goldmine and i've always said we should co- compile these into a book one day i've been saying that for years to yes. you guys right yeah. uh, and we finally pulled it off so essentially what we did is we compiled a lot of the good ones from uh, the magazine from over the years, and then most of them, more than half of them, are brand new ones that right. I went and uh, you know rustled the bushes and and begged a bunch of rock stars to do this with me, and then I interviewed <laughs> yeah. them and uh, did their list and edited it down, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so most of them are fresh and brand new, 
and it's a good it's a good cross section. It's it's like some some real old timers, some early rock and rollers, all all right up until newer guys. And and you know a good thing across the genres, we've got everything from folk and country guys to like I say, original rock and rollers up to uh, you know that you're you're super heavy metal guys in here as well, and everything in between. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I I rejigged a lot. Yeah, I had to change a lot of the intros to to be evergreen, as they say, which means you know they're not referring to something that was periodic in right. the magazine at that time. Uh, but the lists are all pretty evergreen, and that's the kind of cool thing about a book like this is it's yeah. just a cool, massive classic rock book that uh, you know that has a real shelf life because they're talking about those records from their youth, essentially. Right, and and I noticed you have everyone. Uh... From Freddie Boom Boom Cannon to Sebastian Bach, I mean it's yeah you know like you said from fifties to modern day, um, yeah. so that makes it very interesting, and I love the fact that Nancy Wilson of Heart, the guitarist of Heart, is does a forward. I mean she's really into her picks. She she originally picked some for Goldmine, and then she wanted to write a forward about you know what record albums have meant to her in her life, which it, it turned out to be a nice uh, piece of um, material to start off the book. Yeah, that's great. I mean, a, a total legend, great lady. I mean, she, you know, Heart, Heart is amazing. They're, they're one of my favorite bands. I, I just, I just love Heart. So it's really cool to see her in here. And, you know, she's, she's from an era. Uh, the other thing I like is that Heart is relevant in the 70s, they were huge in the 80s, and now what I love about Heart is that they're making some of the best music from their career, you know, now with Fanatic and Red Velvet Car and, and you know, just really a, a cool, creative band, cool, creative lady. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was great to have her list in here and, and show that she was game even back in the magazine days to, uh, to do one of these lists and then, and then yeah, do this do this forward and i think she's going to be pleased with the book because the layout is just killer i mean it's just it's just a beautiful full color throughout book you know all those little album graphics tons and tons of photography and just a great layout the kind of book that you can just open up at any point and just kind of lose yourself in but but there's no plot so you don't have to worry about you know where where did i leave off last time kind right. of thing. it's a it's a true coffee table kind of book you don't need a bookmark so it's yeah. um I love what she says about one of her picks, Abbey Road, which is a popular album that people picked. Um, a lot of musicians pick. She said a joint passed around her family dinner table as they listened to it together. <laughs> yeah, crazy, yeah. I mean, yeah. she found it awkward at first, but she explained that the Beatles created sort of this non-judgmental atmosphere. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, Beatles. It's funny. Like when I when I sign these and ship them out, I I write uh, hope you like the Beatles because the Beatles, uh, uh, you know, are the number one um, al uh, band in here uh, by by picks. And actually, I went and did some some math on this. Mm. And it's kind of cool, so I'll, I'll just tell you now. So um, this gives you kind of the contour of, you know. Everybody's got ten albums, and then and then you know there are certain albums that would would recur. Um, we can talk about the albums in a minute, but in terms of the artists, the aggregate artists, right. the top ten picks are the Beatles, then Jimi Hendrix, uh, then Rolling Stones, then Led Zeppelin, The Who, Cream, Beach Boys. Oddly, um, you know. This often happens because one a band has one great album that exactly. is in there almost all the time. So Pet Sounds was pretty big. Um, Deep Purple, 
which is kind of cool, and then Yardbirds, and then Bob Dylan. So those mm. are so those are your ten in a row in terms of how frequent those bands showed up. I was going to say, just the top of my head, I remember Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band and Jimi Hendrix already experienced as becoming, like every time I would, I would see those albums a lot. Were those in your numbers? That is funny because that is number one and number two. So do you want do you want to hear the list? Here, sure. uh, this is kind of cool because this is not uh, not in the book. I think I submitted it for the book, and I just realized I'm looking throughout. No, I don't. I don't think this is in the book. So this is just cool extra information that uh, that pertains to the book. So, okay. So in order, the top twenty five albums in here talked about are Are You Experienced, Sgt. Pepper, then we've got Led Zeppelin's first album. The Who My Generation, Jeff Beck Truth, believe it or not. Everybody's picking Jeff Beck Truth. Um, Beatles Meet the Beatles. Uh, number seven, Creamed Israeli Gears. Mahavishnu Orchestra, The Intermounting Flame, number oh. eight. Um, Deep Purple in Rock, The Beatles, The Beatles. The Beatles Revolver, Van Halen, Van Halen. Rolling Stones, England's newest hitmakers. Uh, Sex Pistols, never mind the bollocks, here's the Sex Pistols. Beach Boys Pet Sounds. Number 16, Led Zeppelin 2, David Bowie, Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust, Spiders from Mars, uh, Beatles, Hard Day's Night, Jimi Hendrix Experience, Electric Ladyland, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, Miles Davis, Kind of Blue, believe it or not, Ramones, Ramones, Cream, Wheels of Fire, Beatles, Rubber Soul, and Deep Purple Machine Head. So that's your top 25 albums talked about wow. in the book. I'm a little surprised that Dark Side of the Moon is... Not in the top five. Um, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's it's true. I mean, it's a pretty influential album, obviously, and it's one of these diamond albums. I mean, what do we got for diamonds on here? Van Halen, Van Halen would have been diamond. Um, probably, maybe, maybe one of these Zeppelins. Um, yeah, it's it's funny seeing Mahavishnu Orchestra high yeah. as well. But yeah, there's a lot of prog in here because these these people are players, right? They're rock mm -hmm. stars. We only used rock stars in this thing. I mean, right. or you know, like we didn't use. We didn't use managers or label label owners or any of that stuff. We we made sure it was just actually the musicians because I wanted it to be ten albums that changed my life. That idea it's not it's not your favorite ten albums. It's changed my life. You know implies that right. you you went into this business as a as an actual player. So these are the albums that that said, okay, I'm I'm good for nothing else. Forget about going to college. Um, <laughs> this this is my doom. This is my fate. I'm going to end up in this. So these albums like basically ruined me for a regular life. <laughs> I uh, I agree. And sometimes there are some weird obscure things, like you said. Uh, I I remember someone picked like a a lot of compilations. Like I think there was a K Tell compilation in there. It, it's just these weird things that you know they would buy as a kid to get them kicking them off into you know rock and roll um you know and we could think of that ourselves we probably bought something early on that was maybe a compilation i can remember buying those goofy compilations um yeah and getting turned on to a band and it changed their life so yeah you'll find some obscure stuff in there I mean, yeah, and you also get the uh, you know the parents, the dad with his jazz albums, the mom with their classical albums, right. you know the the stuff that literally you know sparked that love of music when you were three, four, five years old, kind of thing. I mean, were you surprised at some of the album picks? I mean, like Henry L Rollins picked the Broadway musical Hair. I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, you know, I, 
Henry Henry's a funny guy because he's he's definitely one of these real musicologist snob he kind is. of guys, right? He you is. know, he he really loves music and knows a lot about music. So he's he's the kind of guy that's going to not want to give you the the obvious picks. He wants to surprise you, and I, and I loved getting that in here as well. I mean, one of my favorite one of the highlights was getting Stuart Copeland as part of this. That yes. was great interviewing him, and and he's such a manic speaker and all over the place. It was hard to edit his thing and and like like hammer it into the ten, but he he. He had some pretty crazy picks as well, so yeah, there, there's uh, almost everybody had some some weird picks in there, and that's that's the beauty of reading this. You're not you're not only looking at uh, you know Sergeant Pepper every time. Yeah, one of my favorites was the Damned, mm-hmm. um, Rat Scabies um, picking Sandy Nelson. That was a jazz right. influence. It said jazz was big to him, and and yeah. of course you knew he was going to pick Keith Moon, but. You didn't expect yeah. uh, jazz or maybe, you know, Dave Clark. Um, yeah. So, you know, all these things are very interesting, you know, not only for the music geek, but just for the general listener. Yeah, and, and instructive as well. I mean, that Rat Scabies is a good example where, you know, people are going to pick that the, the instrument that became their instrument of choice. They're going right. to pick albums that were, were huge guitar albums for them or vocal right. albums for them. Yeah. Maybe, well, that's why Jeff Beck Truth is in there. I mean, it's a great album, yeah. but guitarists are going to be drawn to it, you know, for basically making them want to play guitar, you know? Um, yeah. You also have some uh, top ten lists from uh, people that are no longer with us, like Johnny Winter and Fast Eddie Clark of Motorhead. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's because obviously, um, you know, some of these lists were called from uh, from issues of Goldmine going right. way back, and uh, and we we happened to talk to those people, you know, before they died. So right. yeah, it's good getting that. But I tell you, it was it was super hard getting these lists. I mean, I've I've done these uh, album by album books for Voyager as well, where yes. I have to get a, a panel of of twelve, fifteen people to talk about a certain band, and just just the whole process of tracking down, finding these rock stars. Explaining the, the the situation to them and getting them to do it was hard as well. You know, I, I had um, I think it was uh, uh, was it Roya? A, a few people, Alison Krauss as well, but Roya from uh, from Nashville Pussy. You know, I think some of these people look at it and go. It's too daunting a task, and yes. I can't do it. And so, so people I almost had on board, and then and then they wouldn't do it for whatever reason. So there was a lot of rejection, um, you know, to, to to get these people. A lot of casting oh, yeah. the net really wide and hoping you got somebody. A lot of you know being totally ignored, and you don't even know if you've really contacted them or not. That kind of thing. So yeah, it's a it's a tough job to do. And then you got to interview them, and then you got to transcribe it and edit it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. And sometimes you have to really push them to elaborate because they just say, oh, I like Sgt. Pepper's. Well, what do you like about it? What did it, what was it about that album that changed your life? You know, they can't just say the album, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's always tough to do. And then what I make sure is I, you know, I ask them for about eight or ten minutes, which is usually enough to get. But I also always ask for a couple of safeties. And sometimes those safeties, you know, it's because they're they're thinking so fast and so enthusiastic about. It's a great question to get asked, right, for a rock star. Um, So so they're they're um, you know the the topic changes and and they haven't said anything. And so I I quickly have to on the other end of the phone write down, hey, we got to go back to Jeff Beck Truth because you said nothing about it. Right. Although it was one of your early ones, so I have to circle back and ask them. And then I would also ask them for a couple of safeties. And then you know, so sometimes I'm getting twelve or thirteen from them. And then uh, and then whichever is the most interesting answer, that's the one I'm going to put in there. 
Well, I've had, I've, I've been, you know, I've interviewed people where, like, for instance, Glenn Tipton with Judas Priest, he would not give me his list. He, he said he was not into giving influence lists, which I found interesting. <laughs> uh, maybe it yeah. would break the heavy metal persona because I yeah. know he probably likes some old time guitarists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we took we took care of Priest, and there's a beautiful picture of Priest right when you open the book. And then mm-hmm. we've got, um, I think we have, let me look here, I think we have, yeah, we've got Ian Hill and K.K. Downing in here. So yeah. Judas Priest is well represented. We've got well, some Alice Cooper well, you, guys, Foghead yeah. guys. Yeah, it's a, it's quite a, I just look at the table of contents and just fond memories of, of talking to these guys on this topic because it is a, like I say, it's a, it's a fun topic once these guys get into it. Sometimes you can't, you can't shut them up. They just, they just love the topic so much, right? <laughs> exactly. And it's like, okay, stop. You got, you gave me a whole page on that one album. I can't, I can't put a whole page in. That's one of the reasons why I think they, they tend to like Goldmine more than other music magazines because they get to talk about something fun. They get yeah. to talk about records and record collecting and which yeah. like this, the albums that changed their lives. Um, but I bet you KK loved Jimi Hendrix, which I, I you know, I'm sure that was in there on his yeah. list. And I'm surprised that uh, Are You Experience went ahead of Sgt. Pepper's. But, you know, they're both pretty much neck and neck. What I yeah, you know, I guess there are just these certain albums that come to mind for these people, and you know, if, if you're a certain age, it, it meant a lot to you. So if you're if you're like I say, a 60 year old rocker, those, yeah. those two records are going to be a big deal for you, right? If you're 50, you're you're into the Van Halens and Aerosmiths, right? Right. No, good point. Yeah. Hey, are, was there a particular list that you enjoyed the most? Out of all the well, like I say, I mean, I, I definitely Stuart Copeland. That was fun because he was very enthusiastic about the whole thing. Um, I'm just looking at it here. Jakey Lee was good. Um, Dennis DeYoung was a blast to talk to. He's always good for Sticks, an interview. Right. He always got some great comments, good anecdotes. Martin Barr. What else was good here? Yeah, it's it was a, it was definitely. Devin Townsend, he's he's always good for uh, for a good list, you know, good um, right. a lot of surprises. Um, yeah, no, it was a, it was it was definitely a lot of fun. You know, people ask me for my own list, like, yeah. like you know, I wanted on, to put you the, on the spot and ask you right now. Yeah, well, you know, the, the funny thing is, you know, people have asked me on Facebook and stuff, and I, I say, <laughs> well, I, it feels a little presumptuous or pompous to say one of the ten albums that changed my life, because I didn't go on and become a rock star, so it's like, who cares, right? Um, I have my favorite albums, and, and all of us, you know, rock writer guys talk about that stuff, all us obsessive fans, all the time, but albums that changed my life what what that made you end up being a rock writer it's it just seems kind of weird right mm. and, and not important it's like who cares i mean i i want to hear i want to hear the lists of the people that uh you know that uh that that ended up becoming rock stars mm. because that really means it changed your life but if you're asking me my favorite albums of all time boy i i, I could probably rattle off 10 and i would probably say the likes of um black sabbath sabotage Led Zeppelin, Physical Graffiti, Queen One, uh, Dictators, Blood Brothers, uh, Gill and Mr. Universe. Um, I would say Peter Gabriel, the Melting Face cover. I love that album a lot. Adrian Ballou's second solo album, Twang Bar King. Love that a lot. Um, Manic Street Preachers, uh, Everything Must Go. Um, Love that a lot. 
Um, a couple of really obscure ones, These Trails, These Trails, which is a, a Hawaiian psych folk album from 1973. I've played mm. that album hundreds of times, no exaggeration. Um, what else? What else? Clash, London Calling, got to put that up there. Um, are we at 10 yet? Which uh, is the question I'm constantly asked when I was gathering these lists. Are we at 10 yet? Because I'd always just keep a count going, right? Because because the guys can never tell, right? When they're I know they're Gillen's your guy, but I'm surprised there aren't more Deep Purple on there on that list. The funny thing about Deep Purple, I, I we have this video podcast on YouTube called The Contrarians, and we've got an episode on there, What is Your Favorite Deep Purple Album? And it's Perfect Strangers. And the, the fact of the matter is, I love so many Deep Purple songs, and I love Deep Purple as a band, but I can't pick one album because there's always two or three on there that I that I don't like very much. Mm. But let's also go with another odd one, ZZ Top Rhythmine. Um, mm. Love that. Um, ACDC Highway to Hell, because now you got me thinking, who are my favorite bands of all time? Um, Blue Oyster Cult Mirrors, I'd put up oh. super high. Um, you picked, you picked The Clash over The Damned. I know you're a big Damned guy. The Damned, uh, I'd go Machine Gun Etiquette mm-hmm. for, for that band. Um, they are one of my favorite bands of all time. Yes. Um, boy, I'm just trying no to rush. Rush, yeah, I'd, I'd say maybe not top 10, but I'd say Rush would come in definitely top 25, and for yeah. that it would be Signals. Oh, um, wow, I'd, that's I'd a put, surprise. I'd put Max Webster pretty high. I'd go with Million Vacations there. Mm. Um, let's see, Iggy Pop, New Values, there's a weird one for you. See, I think I think that uh, readers will be interested because people, will buy, people buy your books just because they have your name on it. So I think well, they yeah, want to know what influenced you. Um, yeah, you cool. you gave a you know you you had a point about how rock stars are you think they're more interesting, but I, I think you're just as interesting, man. So. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Yeah, well, we we have these chats. I mean, I mean, you as well know this music so well. It's great doing these these podcasts right. where, where and we you can have, all just riff on this. You have your own podcast. Maybe you could talk a little about it on Pantheon. Yes, started a new podcast called uh, History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, where we basically, you know, I, I pick five clips and we play 30 seconds of each one, and I discuss why I picked that song and that band, just to support, you know, any any sort of concept. Uh, the recent ones were uh, The Blank Deep Purple, um, where we talked about here's the punk Deep Purple, here's the... Uh, Here's the um, other Deep Purple. Here's you know here's the Prog Deep Purple, that kind of thing, um, and uh, yeah, just just all sorts of like the you know the five the roots of the roots of heavy metal, the roots of grunge. Um, if you like Rush, you'll like these five bands. Um, mm-hmm. And we're up to about twenty eight episodes now, so having having a good time doing that. Love those guys. What a great company. Yep. And you you know you you're you're part of the team now too, yep, right? Yep. Goldmine podcast, this one. Yeah, so so they're they're a lot of fun to deal with those guys, and there's there's a whole tracking system where you can see your numbers, and the numbers are going up. I actually knocked one off this morning. Uh, yeah. Be, before we we got on the line, so. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun. In fact, you've been on the Goldmine podcast before. The one I can remember offhand is the Prog Rock. You did twenty albums that invented Prog Rock, uh, which is always a lot of fun. And I uh, hope you come on again because uh, you know you're a joy to talk to. And, uh, you know, one podcast episode I'd like to do with you is because 
as a kid, I collected heavy metal albums, and we're both into obscure metal bands. Yeah. I would love to talk to you about some obscure metal one of these days. But, uh, you know, we That's will. That's a great idea. Like, like, we can literally pick really, really obscure yes. ones. Because sometimes, you know, I hate getting into that debate where people are picking their top albums, and I see they're all obscure ones, and I go, you know what? Sir Lord Baltimore was not better than Black Sabbath. Stop <laughs> this right now. Captain Beyond was not better than your Ieep and Black Sabbath. Stop right. it. Really. You know, I hate, I hate seeing that, right? That thing yeah. where you're just picking them because. But if we said purposely, let's just talk about the real, un, you know, the, the un, unridden path of really cool metal albums. Yeah, you and I could come up with an awesome list. Oh, I still listen to some, and people are, you know, they're like, why, why do you listen to that? I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no one remembers them, really, unless you really, like, you remember yeah. that band? Remember? And they'll be like, oh, yeah. But uh, which is not the answer we wanted to hear when we're getting ten albums that changed my life interviews. <laughs> Why do you like it? I like it. Or need I say more? I hate getting that one. Right? <laughs> yeah, you do need to say more. <laughs> well, of course, if I had to elaborate, I will. But when yeah. you're in a conversation, you just want don't want people to bug you. Yeah. But anyway, thanks, thanks, Martin, for coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Very cool. Thanks again for having me. All right, Martin. You can find more about Martin Popoff and all the books that he's written at martinpopoff.com. That's M-A-R-T-I-N-P-O-P-O-F-F.com. Well, this has been another episode of the Goldmine Podcast. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine, signing off. And don't forget to pick up the latest issue of Goldmine at Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. Or you could go to goldminemag.com and get a percentage off subscription price. And also check out some interesting exclusive content there. All right, thank you and tune in for the next podcast. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.